Welcome to Bollywood is for Lovers. I'm Erin Fraser. And I'm Ed Bowes. In this episode, we go back to the swinging 60s to solve some murders. If we don't end up dead ourselves... First up, Manoj Kumar and Nanda lead an all-star cast who, after they are stranded on an island, are getting picked off one by one in Raja Nawathe's 1965 Agatha Christie-inspired whodunit, Gumnam. Then, after the death of her sister, Asha Parak tracks down Shami Kapoor, the man she believes is responsible for her demise, in Vijay Anand's 1966 thriller, Tisri Manzil. This episode is brought to you by Magic Mind, which we will tell you a bit more about later on in the show. Before we begin, we'd like to respectfully acknowledge that we record this podcast on Treaty 6 territory, home to First Nations and Métis people. Matt! You sound angry. I do? You sound like you're full of rage. You're looking to murder me. No, 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 no. I'm looking to solve some murders. Oh, well, I guess that's fine then. <laughs> uh, yes, so this episode, uh, we decided to, to, to kind of explore, I think, what is becoming an area of Bollywood that um, we're really enjoying a lot and would like to kind of um, explore more of and this whole show is about us exploring our interest in Bollywood Mm -hmm. Uh, so we thought we would take some time to go to the the 60s and and see what murder mysteries were like then (laughs) we were also kind of inspired by old timey stuff in Jubilee right so seeing you know that's 20 years later yeah we wanted to see kind of so fill in some gaps. We'd seen a few Shami Kapoor films in yeah. the past, and we always yeah. liked him, so we wanted to see some more him. And uh, uh, one of my favorite guys is Prawn. Mm-hmm. You may have noticed that. Yeah. On the secret we, subcast, we, the Prawn cast. We also love Helen. Yeah, Helen's in both of these. Yeah. So yeah. it's a lot of our guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jubilee is more 40s and early 50s, but I think it just kind of, that experience of going through kind of that era got us in the mood of wanting to like mm-hmm. keep going. So you know, I mean, we jumped we jumped a bit further in time um, to kind of the mid mid to late sixties. It's hard to find that fifties stuff. Um, yeah. but I don't I don't know why we're trying to justify this is what we're talking yeah, about. We do whatever it's, we want. It's our course. show, and we did it because <laughs> this is what we're interested in. And there's kind of like a lull right now with nothing overly big coming out in theaters for us to like tie things into there's there's some streaming shows coming up but it felt like a good time to really do like you know a one for us and we missed out on ps2 in theaters so i'm still mad about that yeah well also not a bollywood film so i know it's not a bollywood film (laughs) but it was something i was looking forward to and we just never got around to it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but that was like Um, that that was the big movie event so far this year, basically. Yeah. It's not even Hindi. Well, probably has a dub, but... Yeah, but it was hard for us to see, so... Um, the first one's on Amazon Prime, so I'm sure I'm sure we'll get to it once it's available. Yeah, this is going to be quite the year-middle update, considering <laughs> I've heard no talk about almost any of the movies this year. Yeah. So... Yeah. Okay. Um, so, enough of us rambling on and justifying um, our Something episode. that we could do... <laughs> Our episode topic. And we can do whatever we want. Uh, murder mysteries and in the 1960s. I would say, like, this is, is certainly a well that you and I uh, return to time and time again in our movie watching. And uh, reading. Yeah, and reading outside of of our podcast. We, we You're actually wearing a picture of a <laughs> murder mystery that 
my company put out on your mm-hmm. shirt right now. Mm-hmm. So it's something I have a professional and personal interest in. Yeah. But we, we love a good murder mystery. Love yeah. a good thriller. Love a good detective story. Even a bad one has its pleasures. Yeah. Koi Johnny Na. <laughs> oh, a Koi Johnny Na. Um, it's, a, it's just a good framework to hang something on. Especially Gum Nam because it's like, yeah. what if eight character actors all went to a location and stuff started happening to them? Yeah. Uh, we we kind of we cover mysteries and murder mysteries uh, more in our ongoing noir series that mm-hmm. we do annually, um, but neither of these films really fit with that series. No, um, these we could we could explain why, but it would be <laughs> long and tedious. But yeah. but these, that's a big. Th- these have clearly defined heroes. Basically, yeah. that's kind of a main thing that counts them as being thriller mystery rather than noir yeah they're upbeat they're positive they're just colorful yeah they're in Gumnam had had some uh, Dutch angles though yeah they're in a different mystery tradition than what we get uh, when we discuss noir yeah Agatha Christie who I am not that familiar Mm. with actually me neither I I'm sure my mom would be really mad if she knew that (laughs) I've read Murder on the Orient Express and maybe that's the only one? I've not read a single one. I think I saw an episode of Poro with your aunt. Mm-hmm. And I saw the the two Poro movies that Kenneth Branagh did. Mm-hmm. But, uh, like, this one's based on And Then There Were None, which, yes. um, you know, was called Ten Little Indians in the past and other things. and Other things before that, yeah. yeah it so, has a history of, uh, of racist titles before they settled on And Then There Were None. But it came out in, like, the 30s. Yeah. So it was still racist then. It's just that white people didn't care as much. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so like both of these films are, are ones that we knew we kind of couldn't slot into that regular series. And Gumnam is one that we've been wanting to watch since... since 20 years? Yeah, like before we even started on this Bollywood journey. This I'm going to blow your mind. This is a movie that caught our attention. It was before the invention of podcasting itself. <laughs> it was before the word pod entered the vocabulary yeah. in its current electronic form. Yeah, it just meant like peapod back then. Yeah, or pod person. <laughs> yeah, that classic movie. Yeah, <laughs> invasion of the pod persons. Yeah. So, do you want to explain where where we first came across Gumnam, which also might be our first ever exposure to Bollywood? This is really like an origin story for us. I mean, it might be like it's not something that would come up on TV really for us. Mm-hmm. So, Gumnam, like I, I would have seen this when I was in high school, and yeah. then we definitely saw it when we screened uh, a film involved with this other film in theaters and yeah. that would have been like 2014 probably but this was a pretty classic like outsider indie high school pick for us yeah it's ghost world yeah um notably an early appearance by scarlett johansson mm-hmm. and um Steve Buscemi, based on Terry Close, I think, is the comics yeah. guy. Yeah, directed and by Terry Zwigoff, came out in 2001. And, yeah, this was this was one of those things. Very Gen X. Very Gen X, and was on kind of heavy rotation when, you know, you and I were, like, 15 to 18. Yeah, you'd see it on, like, Showcase. But yeah. it's it's about two young girls. Or, like, that, someone would just put it on at a party. Like, it was, yeah. it was a popular movie. It's high school girls uh, kind of... Putting themselves in the orbit of kind of a nerdy guy played by Steve Buscemi, and mm-hmm. I don't really remember what happens that much. 
Uh, and Stora Birch is the other one. She yeah. wears a Mexican wrestling mask a few times in that film. That's uh, kind of like a cat one. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the Bollywood connection is that the opening <laughs> titles of the movie are placed over a song from Gumnat. Yes. And the uh, dancing, the opening song, the opening number at the nightclub, which is called. It's in the notes. It's in the notes. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's called John Pichaha. John Picano. Mm-hmm. Na, 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 no. Yeah. 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 So Enid's watching it at the start of the movie. So this is like potentially the first time we ever saw an Indian entertainment product. Yes. Probably the first time I saw it, yeah. I would say. Yeah, I, I I think this is probably our first exposure to Bollywood. Like two thousand one, I'm fifteen. Yeah. Right? So it was not Listen, kids, back in the day, it was a lot harder to get a hold of these if you lived in North America and were a white person. Yeah. So this was our first time ever seeing it. And we also grew up in the country, in the country. with dial-up. Like, yeah. we had dial-up internet. Yeah. And, yeah, the um, the movies, if they were screened here, wouldn't have had subtitles. And we didn't even know what they were anyway. Yeah. So, like, th- this is ground zero. And I thought it was cool. Like, I, yeah. I was just like, oh, that's kind of a wacky dance scene. And I like the domino masks that everyone's wearing. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. And then I forgot about it for 15 years. <laughs> No, more like 12 years, but I didn't forget about it. It was just kind of in the back of my mind, like, ah, this is what um, Bollywood dancing is like. Yeah. And it's not, (laughs) for the most part, but I filed it away in the back of my head. Another early thing would have been uh, Grant Morrison's Vimanarama. Okay, yeah. That That was a kind of Mm -hmm. slice of life comic set in London about uh, Desi people living there. That was sort of Jack Kirby and Bollywood inspired. Yeah. So like these are the very first times we're even encountering this sort of material. Yeah. And so when you know when we kind of got into Bollywood more earnestly, this is a movie that I've always been interested in catching up with, just yeah. because uh, that the, this song, you know, it's a like banger. it's a banger. It has. We would have seen incredible. Helen for the first time. I didn't know who she was, but it was like. Look at that hot lady. Well, but she's not dancing in it. She's just like in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, Still, she's there. Yeah, it's um, it's Lakshmi. First exp- first exposure to Helen. Yeah, it's Lakshmi Chaya who's the main dancer of of the song, um, but it's certainly like it's it sticks with you. It's it's probably the most vivid scene in my memory of Ghost World, which I have seen. A, like I've, I've rewatched within I don't the know past it holds ten up. years. Oh, we did. Re- I forgot yeah. to mention another thing. Uh, in a previous life before this <laughs> podcast, we also were a lot more connected to our local um, independent like repertory theater. Mm-hmm. And for three years, we did a series where this is when I was working at the comic book store. Yeah. We would pair uh, comic book movies or comic book inspired movies, influenced movies, mm-hmm. linked movies with like books like we would have yeah. books for sale and we would write essays about them and have them on our website it's called graphic content mm-hmm. and ghost world was one of our sort of like indie comics picks yeah 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 so that that would have been the last time i saw the film and i i remember it like it hold, I, I thought it holds up holds up it's still I mean, that would quite, have been 10 years ago so i don't know yeah it's still quite good um but yeah i think that 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 dance number that you see is it's it's exciting. It left an indelible and, mark in my mind. Yeah, and in 2005, we didn't really have a way of figuring out 
what it was. We could or watch that, the end of the credits, but it was like, well, how yeah. would we ever see that again? Or, or even like that we could ever watch that movie. Yeah. So, so discussing Gumnam has been a bit of a long time coming for us. It's just kind it's of a been movie. in our to watch thing in yeah. Amazon Prime for like six years. It's a movie we've wanted to get to for a while, and and here we finally are. Um, and so. It, Let's get into it. I'll set it up. Uh, the title means unknown or anonymous. Mm -hmm. It came out in 1965, directed by Raja Nawate. It's based on Agatha Christie's And Then There Were None, as we said, um, which has some other titles like Ten Little Indians and before that, an even more racist title, um, as if Ten Little Indians wasn't racist enough. Mm -hmm. um, though notably, it's one I feel I can say, and I don't feel like I can say the other one. Yes. Uh, That's how you can tell which is the worst name. Yeah. That's uh, the John Mulaney joke. When you have two <laughs> words that you can only kind of hint at one of them, that's yeah. the bad one. Yeah. Uh, a, a book has been said that neither of us have read, and from what I understand, uh, the film is probably loosely based on the book. I've never seen any of the other adaptations either. I'd be curious so. to see how Christy handles the opening dance number. <laughs> <laughs> that would be kind of challenging to pull off in a 1930s detective novel written in English, but uh, I'm willing to give it a chance. Uh, the film has a real, like, murderer's row of... Of, of stars, uh, pun not intended, or <laughs> yes, is it? And it like this is this is a pretty good cast. Uh, so Nanda, Manoj Kumar, Pran, Helen, Mahmood, Damal, Madanpuri, Manmohan, and Tarun Bose, and then the item number that we already discussed has Lakshmi Chaya, who's in both of the films. Yes, yeah. yes, she has a she has a much bigger part in Tessri Manzil. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, she certainly made an impression on us at the start. Literally burned uh, into our minds, no. so yes. Uh, this was the eighth highest grossing film of 1965. It was nominated for two film for awards for Best Supporting Actor and Actress, and it won for Best Art Direction Color. The setup is... It does have very good art direction, and it is in color. Yes. <laughs> I agree with that award. <laughs> yes. Um, the setup is very straightforward. Uh, it opens at this club. It opens with something else okay, before then. Sorry. It opens with this businessman who like makes a phone call that he's going to that he's taking uh, someone out. He's hired an assassin to murder an associate of his. Uh, and, and then, then oh, oh, and he, then is he the one who gets murdered. murdered. Yeah. We then flash to this nightclub where Lakshmi Chaya is uh, is like. Like, she's got it going on. She's yeah. entertaining everyone. Again, like, everyone has those domino masks Why are nightclubs on. like this now? I don't know. Where's I the think... domino mask nightclub in Edmonton where you watch a amazing <laughs> floor show? Why are all of our nightclubs so shitty now? I think the domino mask is really one of those that's things what... that, like, stood, like, stuck in our mind. That's got to be, number. like, the ghost world connection. Like, yeah. not only is it sort of like a interesting foreign dance number, but the fact that they're all wearing masks, I think that's where... Terry's Wygoff or whatever, that's probably what attracted him to it. Yeah. It's the sort of thing that that character in the film yeah. would be interested in. Yeah. Uh, and then we're introduced to a number of the members of the crowd, which includes, you know, all, all the actors, all the actors I just named. Uh, and they've won a trip. They're mm -hmm. going to go on a fun vacation to an exotic locale. They all agree to go on this trip. No one seems surprised that they've won the trip. On the way there, the plane takes needs to take an emergency landing. It's not 
It doesn't seem urgent based on like the plane footage. No, no. It's more of a kind of gradual. Yeah. So they land on an island, assuming, you know, everyone gets off the plane, assuming that they're going to, you know, try and repair it so they can be on their way. Plane but oh no, the, me- <laughs> the plane immediately flies away. They find themselves stranded on this island. Eventually, they find a big palace and they meet a butler and they discover that. Uh, they're go- they're going that there's a murder among them and they're going to be killed off one by one. And Butler's got one of the better numbers in the picture too. Yeah, his, his dance scene's really good. And that's exactly what happens. They start to get picked up one by one on this island, and they need to figure out who the murderer is. Uh, very straightforward. I had lots so of red herrings. Much, yeah, lots of red herrings. Yeah. Um, and just incredible music and dance numbers, like just. Yeah. Uh, the Butler song about how he's horny for Helen. My God! Everyone, under, everyone understands this feeling. Helen's song about how she's having fun on the beach. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Straightforward, but yes. Yes. Uh, I I really love this movie. This was so much fun, Matt. Yeah, this movie is a lot of fun. Um, it, like I said earlier, features Prawn, one of my favorite guys. Mm-hmm. It. it, it I think this is probably carryover from the Agatha Christie novel, but everyone kind of like has a job. Yeah. So like, there's a doctor there, there's a cop there, there's a Helen is a probably a go-go dancer or something. Yeah. Uh, there's a religious guy. There's, there's his niece. There's his niece. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. So there's like, everyone has sort of a a set sort of role that they yeah. play, and it's sort of like you know. Uh, I think it's probably called Cluedo in uh, mm. India, like it is in England. But uh, the board game Clue, like mm. everyone is pretty recognizable features. Yeah. And while we don't really learn a lot about them, we do kind of can you get them. Yeah. And the ones we don't really learn about a lot about, they die really quickly anyway, so it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's like a locked room mystery, except it's a locked island mystery. <laughs> yeah. And they also take some time out on the island to have fun and go to the beach. <laughs> And uh, Prawn gets loaded every single day. Prawn is also a surprising fashion king in this movie. Yeah. Every single scene with him. Knit polos. He's, yeah, he's got these, like, striped knit polos and just, like... He's looking good. Yeah, he's looking good. This laid-back attitude. He's got a thing going on with Helen. They're uh, going to get married, they say. Yeah, they, uh... That's yeah. a, I, I, Good job, Prawn. <laughs> unsurprisingly, I was more interested in the romance between Prawn and Helen than I was between Nanda and Anoush Kapoor. Yeah, so I guess that's kind of my main fault with the movie. I think it's a great movie. I don't yeah. know if Anoush Kapoor is that exciting of a leading man. Uh, he kind of has to be a bit bland. He's also not one of the people on the trip. He's a... Uh, flight attendant mm-hmm. or he's on the plane crew basically mm-hmm. and he he's there ostensibly to help them out with what's going on but yeah. uh, there's other things happening yeah but i think he's kind of a drip okay yeah that's fair well i mean yeah i think unfortunately like the heroes of the film uh are not the most interesting characters they're not the most dynamic characters and yeah. and they can't be because a big part of the fun of a story like this is all See the all done. yeah, is all the colorful characters and how they're gonna die. You know, as much as I love Helen and I enjoy watching her like run around the beach or run around the butler's mind, yeah. um, when it finally gets to her demise, oh man, it's so good. She's got the roughest one, I think. It's it's really it's really well done. Because that one, like, 
Because they know we're not going to care about the first few people who no. die. But by that point in the movie, we're like, yeah, we really like her. We, we like do. her relationship with Prawn. And then when she dies, you're mad. Yeah. Yeah. Even though you know it's going to happen. Yeah. It's still... Like, it. It. I would say that this is kind of a proto-giallo, or at least like the Indian equivalent to a giallo. Mm. Um, so that's the... Like, think about Blood and Black Lace, or... Yeah. What's that one you watched for Paul's show? Blood and Black Lace. That was the one, yeah. <laughs> so, like, a bunch of people in a interesting lit location getting bumped off. Yeah. Uh, usually, the, so Giallo are um, Italian movies of this type, which are kind of a precursor to slashers in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, the... The predominant feature of a giallo is usually you can see the killer's hands and they're wearing mm-hmm. gloves or they're running away in a trench coat. Yeah. So there's a lot more kind of interaction with the killer mm-hmm. and it's usually quite a bit more violent. Um, but I would say that this kind of scratches that itch for me in an in Indian film. I didn't know that there was Indian giallo and now I want like <laughs> five more. Yeah. Yeah. No, Surprised that uh, um, Dibakar Banerjee hasn't made one. Ooh. Or like that that seems exactly like he would be interested in doing so. Yeah, yeah, that would be good. So yeah, Giallo's a cool sort of offshoot of thrillers and mm-hmm. precursor to slasher. And uh, I, like I said on Twitter, I'm mad that no one told me that there was an Indian <laughs> one and a movie that I thought was going to be a fun dance adventure because <laughs> of all the okay, only thing I knew about but it. But it is a fun dance adventure. It is so a fun like, dance adventure, but it's got other stuff going on. I think I think if you approach this film as like wanting a really satisfying, well-told mystery. It's not that. It's not that. And that's not to say that the mystery isn't well done. It's just, it feels like it's a secondary feature to the vibes. Yes. I was about, I was just about <laughs> to say the word vibes. Uh, another vibes picture. Like, I think we said Jubilee was a vibes <laughs> TV show. This is another vibes picture, but it's a very specific mid-60s yeah. kind of like Batman TV show colored. Yes. And so, like, pop art, I guess, is probably the more academic exactly. way of saying it. Giallo. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's, it, that was really what I was hoping for when we <laughs> sat down to watch this. So, again, based on the one scene I'd seen from it, and it really delivered on that. Like, I, I think that the that the mystery is somewhat predictable. The red herrings are, like... <laughs> Did you call the final killer? I didn't. I, I was guess, surprised. Okay. I guess maybe I This ha- is one where I, I was genuinely surprised. I guess maybe I hadn't called the final killer. I think it was a lot of the red herrings are somewhat obvious. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I maybe hadn't called you the final killer. You can kind of tell based on like the relative star level yeah. and hotness of the people involved who's going to die in what order. Yes, but I don't know if the thing that I, that was that the reason why I was investing in the movie was to solve the mystery. Yes, of course. That's that's more what I mean. Like yeah. I I don't think it's the most compelling and satisfying, well plotted mystery story. Yeah. Um, and that's fine because it just like. It was del- it's delivering on everything else. Yeah, it, it brings a lot of other yeah, things that, to the table. Pop art was the, was the word that that I was thinking of, or the term that I was thinking of. Like it it really delivers on that aesthetic. It reminds me a bit of like James Bond or nineteen yeah. sixties. Oh, don't worry about James Bond. We're coming to him on the next. <laughs> yeah, one. or nineteen sixties uh, Japanese films like Seijin Suzuki. Yeah, yeah, you and I love that that sort of thing um, of just kind of like 
the colors and the dancing and and yeah the, the fun angles happy birthday king by the way just recorded <laughs> oh, to on Seijun Suzuki's yeah. 100th birthday yeah um, he is dead though so <laughs> yes uh, and so I just like I really felt like this delivered on like yeah like this idea of this like swinging 60s Bollywood thriller <laughs> And that kind of swing. And so if that sounds like your thing, like I'm just like, yeah, this is a great movie. I loved it. That kind of swinging '60s Bollywood feel in this and in T Street Manzel is sort of like you get a little bit of it in like a Raj Kapoor movie or something from the time, like maybe like ten minutes would be like that, and then it would go back to Raj Kapoor. Yeah, I'm thinking of like Maranam Joker or something like that. Where I would say a similar color scheme, Um, but like. It's usually like his earlier stuff. No, definitely definitely not his earlier stuff. His later stuff, but like this would be alluded to in like a ten minute, maybe a dance sequence or a dream or something in something that would have a much more epic and you know Mm. scope wise. Mm -hmm. Whereas this is the whole dream sequence, the whole movie. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think this is an era that we'd like to dig into more, but Mm -hmm. unfortunately, like a lot of the movies that. I've wanted to watch uh, like An Evening in Paris and Jewel Thief like I can't find them anywhere we did find Blood, <laughs> Bluffmaster though yes that was good yeah um, yeah so I just like I, I haven't been able to find a lot of films um, from this era that I think would scratch this itch mm-hmm. and now that the itch is and how come no one's remaking that I don't this know. is a very like rich vein to be mined yeah. If you if you take your mind off of remaking South uh, Indian movies for just one bit, look at this cool, interesting history mm-hmm. and throw I don't know. Who would be who would be a good like 60s type? Mm, Ramveer Singh. <laughs> Ramveer Singh would yeah, he would love this. He would love it. Yeah. But like yeah, Ishma Karana could maybe do it. Mm-hmm. He does feel like a very modern guy, but I, I think he was uh, able to stretch his, uh, himself out a little mm-hmm. bit in an action hero. I'd love to see him trying more characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of who's nowadays Shami Kapoor. There really isn't. I mean, obviously, Topeka Padukone can do it really well. You oh, there's it. lots of women who could fit, yeah. go into yeah. this world very easily. Yeah, I think you see that in Om Shanti Om, you know, like, yeah. which is more based, like, based in the 70s, but you still have that kind of, you know... Dreamy girl. Yeah, the bouffant hair. And, yeah, and then the yeah. dance sequence in uh, Rodney Bana Di Jodi, where all of Shahrukh's leading ladies kind yeah. of... Yeah, Anushka Sharma, another actress who, like, I think would fit in this really nicely. Yeah, I guess um, that's the that's the way you do it, is have, like, a uh, lead actress in in the remake and then have a bunch of anonymous dudes getting knocked off. Yeah. I would just like more access to like the actual movies from the 60s. Well, of course, but, you know. (laughs) There's a bunch of them that I want to see and and a lot of them are not available. And like I said, now that this itch is scratched, Mm -hmm. um, we'll get to T3 Manzil, but now that like this is scratched, like, people, please let me know the best 60s movies to dive into that are easily accessible because uh, I want more of this. I had a really good time. Well, uh, we're keeping that in mind. Uh, here's a song that appears in the film Ghost World as well as the <laughs> film Gumnam, John Pehe Chanho. John Pehe Chanho Jina Asan Ho John Pehe Chanho Jina Asan Ho 
खेल का चुराने वालों आंख न चुराओ नाम तो बताओ जान पहचान हो जीना आसान हो जान पहचान हो जीना आसान हो दिल को चुराने वालों आंख न चुराओ नाम तो बताओ Matt, I think saying that you and I watch a lot of movies might be a bit of an understatement. We're professionals. As listeners know, I host not one, but two film podcasts. So we always have a long list of movies that we need to get through. And in addition to that, we like to stay on top of the current TV shows, both Western and Eastern. We have to watch all the Hindi shows. We like to watch our anime. Sometimes we're watching a South Korean drama. If they had TV it's... shows in Antarctica, we probably watch those too. <laughs> it's... It's a lot of hard work being a movie podcaster, and it can get tiring cramming all of that screen time in on top of our day jobs, our commitments to friends and family, and just daily life. We gotta clean the house and do the dishes. Point is, I can get burnt out really easily and really quickly, which is why I like Magic Mind. It's a two ounce shot that I take either with my morning coffee or on its own. Like when I'm falling asleep on the sofa and I just need a little boost of energy to get me to the credits, but not keep me up all night like a coffee would. I love the natural ingredients like Bacopal Manieri, an herb used in Ayurvedic medicine that supports attention, cognitive processing, and working memory, and Rhodiol Rosea, which improves endurance and most importantly, reduces fatigue. Also, it tastes delicious, thanks to all the matcha and agave in it. If you'd like to try it, if you need some help sitting through some three-hour-plus movies sometimes... Or just playing a lot of video games. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or playing video games, something I don't do, but you need, you need, you need a boost of energy for that? Sometimes. <laughs> so, yeah, if you'd like to try it or learn more, go to Magic Mind's website, magicmind.co slash lovers. That's magicmind.co slash Bollywood is for lovers and use our code Bollywood lovers to get 56% off your subscription in the next 10 days or 20% off a one-time purchase. Delicious. So that was John Pehichan Ho after the ad, of course. Uh, but we're moving on. So Tisri Manzil, which means the third floor, mm -hmm. uh, came out in 1966. And it was directed by Vijay Anand. Mm -hmm. Stars Shami Kapoor, Asha Parekh, Prem Chopra, Helen again, Prem Nath, and Lakshmi Chaya. Mm -hmm. So double dose of Helen, double dose of Lakshmi Chaya. Two of a uh, two good dancers. Yeah, uh, you've got written down here that Shami Kapoor shot uh, one of the uh, song sequences shortly after learning of the death of his wife. Yeah. So wow, that's kind of it was, really sad. Yeah, the song Tume Muje Deka Hokar Meherban. Uh, that was the first thing he shot after learning about the death of his wife. Jeez. And that's the song uh, near the end of the film when Asha Parekh, uh, you know, believes that he has killed her sister and he, like, lights those candles. And Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, so that uh, kind of nightclub scene, one of the many nightclub scenes. Yeah, like the last nightclub scene. Yeah. And he has such an intensity yeah. in it and these he's really upset <laughs> yeah I was reading some uh, um, letterbox reviews of this and they compared him to Elvis and I can kind of see it oh I totally see it I still like my comparison would be this is less cool but uh, Jerry Lee Lewis I think he's kind of got the same shape and like the floppy that. hair I see that too yeah. and you could tell that like this guy is just kind of a coiled spring and he's like 
ready for action, but also kind of chubby and, like, adorable in that sense. He's also got, like, this sexual magnetism to him as well. I, yeah. I don't know. I, uh, Shami's like, good. I, yeah. I'm I like every Kapoor I've ever seen. Very, very into Shami at the moment. Would love more Shami recommendations. I don't know if I love him at this point as much as I love Shashi. They're both good. Uh, Shashi Kapoor is probably still my favorite Kapoor. They both have their place. Of that lineage however yeah. I, I mean i love karina kapoor as well more than raj um yeah yeah i'm just yeah. like i'm i'm just Me too, actually. i'm really into to shashi and shami these days what can i say yeah they yeah. seem like a lot more fun to hang out with i think raj kapoor would be very <laughs> like self-indulgent yeah yeah whereas shami that dude knows yeah. how to party don't want to hang out with Ranbir, but <laughs> yeah shami kapoor knows how to party though right yeah oh yeah 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 uh, so this was a big hit. It was the fourth highest grossing film of 1966. Mm-hmm. And it was Artie Berman's first big film as the music director. Yeah. And good song. Yeah. 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 Uh, so this movie opens with uh, another unfortunate death <laughs> where... These are, w- these are well paired. I was a little, I was a little worried because... The movies that I wanted to pair with Gundam, I wasn't finding available. And then the movies I wanted to pair with Tisri Manzil, I wasn't finding available. And so I kind of decided to to put these two together, mm-hmm. um, hoping, hoping that it would hit on the right vibes that we that we were looking for. And I do, I do actually think that this worked. I think that these kind of share sort of like a floating tension slash vibes that comes in and out. Yeah. Like, Gumnam is a lot more obvious because people at a location getting murdered, but they do take the time to go to the beach, example. Yeah. This is a lot more in sort of the fun aspect, but it kind of swings back into tragedy. Yeah. There's a little bit more, like, horror elements in Gumnam. Um, but I think by the time you get to the third act with T-Sri Manzil, yeah. um, you can kind of like, yeah. There's a big brawl and yeah. uh, some, you know, yeah. secret murders in the past and lots and of stuff happens. These both have, you know, like departures from the mystery with like developing the romance between the characters and both has like big musical numbers. T-Sri Manzil is the only one that has a whole girls uh, field hockey team beating someone <laughs> up though. So yeah. that's definitely like... That's someone's fetish, right? Sure. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, this movie starts with a young woman. It was the um, origin for Chakta India. <laughs> yeah, it's Chakta India, year zero. Uh, this, <laughs> why are we joking about that? It starts with a young woman jumping off the top of this hotel. Or being pushed. Well, it looks like jump. It looks like jump. And she left a note. Yeah. So, like, it's it's not looking good. And she is very um, heartbroken by someone named Rocky, who is the band leader at this, I'm going to call it a resort, like a mountain resort. It seems sort of like that place in Dirty Dancing where you would go (laughs) for the whole summer. Yeah. Okay. Like, it it, it seems like you could go there, probably not as expensive as it would be in the West to do that. But, like, you could go there all year. It's in Missouri, I believe. Um, So we find that out. And then we get the title music. And then we have uh, Asha Parak and her dad getting onto a train to go to this resort. And li- wait, like Dirty Dancing, this features a romance between a staff member and a guest. I'm getting to that. Yeah. Um, this also Are you saying that this is the yeah. precursor to Dirty Dancing? I mean, in the, sen- in the sense that time is linear, yes. <laughs> um, but... 
This also features a kind of stupid scene that <laughs> went on way too long, uh, where uh, Shami Kapoor is also on this train. He's got a bunch of baggage, and he's in the same compartment as Asha Parak, and there's a big fat guy there, too. Yeah. And Shami keeps making the fat guy laugh a bunch, and she keeps getting mad about it. Yeah. This is like 20 minutes of this dumb <laughs> gag, and I'm like, what the hell movie am I watching? Yeah. Uh, so that was annoying. But then they get to the resort. And yeah. uh, Asha Parak has come to try and find Rocky and kick his ass. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, she's hired her whole girls um, field hockey team who are playing a <laughs> game in the area to come. Once she lures Rocky out to the a cliff or something and then beat him up. Yeah. Because she feels that he essentially murdered her sister. But she doesn't know that the charming man she met on the train is Rocky. Well, she also doesn't think he's charming, but, like, the guy that she thinks is Rocky is actually another band member that Shami Kapoor has just kind of asked to pretend to be Rocky for a bit so he can figure out what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, they... She thinks and he has an amazing Anil. show with Helen. It's incredible. Yeah. yeah, Helen is there too, and she's basically... It's written to Helen's contract that she has to uh, play with Rocky every night. Yeah. Um, so. Well, she won't play unless he's there. Exactly. Helen's yeah. very, very She's very demanding, yeah. Um, of Shami Kapoor. Like, she she wants Shami Kapoor all to herself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Can't ro- blame Helen for that. It's kind of a romantic triangle, although, like, Helen is only in the movie for maybe 20 minutes. I don't think she leaves the grounds, whereas a lot of the movie is taking no, place out in the hills. She's either around to she's in the dance. dance scene. She's yeah. either around to dance or and, vamp in the background. Or vamp in the background. Yes, those are those are Helen's two modes in this film, and I loved both of them. Yeah, but uh, Shami and Asha Perek, you know, they kind of have a meet cute on the train. She hates him at first, uh, you know, like you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they kind of get stranded out in the woods. And uh, Shami has to fight off, like, four Dakowitz who are trying to attack the car. Yeah. Me- meanwhile, she's like, you brought me out here to attack me. And he's like, you know what? You're going to run away. I'll catch you. I'll put you in the car, and then I'm going to wait outside. Yeah. And you'll realize I'm actually a good guy. Um, and yeah. she- at that point, she doesn't even know that he's the one that her sister commits suicide over. Yeah. So, like... Yeah, there's a lot of, there's some stuff with a prince who lives in a castle, well, not a castle, but like a big mansion outside of the hotel, mm-hmm. and uh, Shemi pretends to be his nephew, and then he's going to try and finesse that to get married. There's a lot of stuff going on, but then it kind of swings back into the murder mystery yeah. mode in the last half an hour. So, I'd say that this one is a bit more, a bit looser. less focused. Yeah, it's, it's, it's looser. looser. Gumnam. Yeah. Based on the area and the fact that someone gets murdered every 10 minutes is kind of a lot more on track. Whereas this develops the love story a lot more. There's a lot more songs, maybe too many. Oh my god, no. They're all great. I would say some of the romantic songs when they're out in the woods are kind of... Okay, maybe I'll give you that. All the stage performance songs, those are good. Yeah, don't take any of those away. Yeah, but uh, some of the stuff out in the woods, I don't know, didn't do it for me. But uh, on the whole, I thought this was good. Um, yeah, I think it, it really nails... Well, I'm not going to say it nails the ending because they go back in the train and the other guy's there again and I don't yeah, know Yeah, the that. fat guy's back and he's, um, he's laughing again. But I think it really... A lot really, of fat shaming in this movie. <laughs> I think, I think the, the third act really... Like, it just kicks it into high gear in, in a really satisfying way. Mm-hmm. Um, it really ramps up the tension. Uh, and yeah, you do kind of find yourself on the edge, the edge of your seat. Like, you know, you'd kind of like, not really forgotten about the murder, but like you kind of start to relax 
And then and you're then, enjoying the romance between. Yeah, and then eventually, like you really have to like come back. And Helen interfering and that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, Helen. Uh, yeah, I I really I loved this as well. Like again, like this. Uh, I don't know if it's as much of like a vibes movie as Gumnam is. Uh, I don't know. I would definitely go to that resort. It looked pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Watch Shami Kapoor's band every night and Helen dancing and. I guess I just I don't know. I don't know I what did, the food's like, but he had a really nice hotel room. <laughs> I didn't feel like this had as much of kind of a cohesive stylistic vision. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I think you really get with Gumnam. Uh, Gumnam's also shorter, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, this this feels a bit more like they're kind of not stringing it together, but it just kind of goes off in tangents in a way. It feels a bit more typical, I guess. Well, a, I would say it's kind of proto masala. Yeah. Like it's that's trying to fair. do a whole romantic love story, do mm-hmm. mystery. Do some action scenes like yeah yeah, yeah. Shami Kapoor gets a yeah. fist fight like there it, it does a lot of stuff yeah I again I think it's a very satisfying film mm-hmm. um, I just I just didn't I don't know I didn't think it was as much of I don't like I like I said like a clear cohesive aesthetic vision I could see it I being a half hour short whereas Gumnam I think is the perfect length yeah that's fair and I know that there are um, shorter versions. Of T3 Manzil, but this is kind of one of the rare instances when the version that's like available for streaming on Z5 is actually like the complete version. Yeah. And I should say both of these were fairly good transfers. Yeah, yeah, they look great. Didn't have issues with either of them. Really good uh, subs too. Yeah, great good translation subs. on those. So. Yeah, yeah. I guess I don't know. Maybe this one's like a bit sillier, but at the same time, it's Gun- definitely sillier. Gunam is also. She's pretty- hired her whole <laughs> uh, hockey team to beat him up. Yeah. Gumnam is also pretty silly. There's also some fat shaming against the head of the cocky team, yeah. too. So it's definitely a product of its times yeah. in that sense. Let's talk about Jami Kapoor. Um, we haven't seen a lot of him, but I've loved everything I've seen. What else have I we seen? We've seen... Bluffmaster. Bluffmaster. What was the other one? Shanghai? Yeah. Yeah. I like his vibe. I like his vibe, too. Uh, like... Does anyone ever play a drinking game with our podcast and take a drink anytime we say vibe? That would be a terrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like that... I mean, it's kind of stupid to say, but he's not, like, super jacked like your heroes nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he's, like, my favorite guy in Super Junior, just sort of, like, a normal guy. You have watched one Super Junior music video, and then you, like, picked your bias, and you don't even know his name. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that... Bias in the K-pop sense has some weird meaning behind it. Like you can pick your favorite. Doesn't that's not bias. That's okay, just an just opinion. Like, let it go. I know. I I I've seen that term thrown around. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, like um, I just like that this sort of guy is a star, and I like that about uh, what's his name too, Ashok Kumar. Mm-hmm. Like the the mold that a star has to fit into wasn't wasn't done yet. Singapore, it's not Shanghai. Singapore, it's Singapore. yeah, Singapore. Yeah, uh, but like, you don't need to be a tall drink of water like uh, Amitabh Bachchan or I guess Shami Kapoor is closer to a Darmendra type. He's kind of like a brawly sort of like fun guy, I think. Yeah, see, I think you often approach um, approach this with like you appreciate these guys because I think they feel a bit more. Um, 
a bit more relatable for you, a bit more realistic in terms of like build. Mm-hmm. Um, the the expectations kind of a dad bod. Yeah, the expectations um, are are different. They're, these are still incredibly handsome men, and I think you can yeah. you can notice that. But it's a different I, kind. I think I approach it a bit more, and I'm like, oh my god, this man has so much charisma and yes. so much. He definitely just has like, the riz. So like, there's there's definitely like a sexual tension on screen. Um, he just he's got that floppy hair and he's sweaty yeah, all the time. and he has a, such an ease about him, mm-hmm. and he's so comfortable in in his body and in his movements. Um, I, I think still my favorite sequence with him is that 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 dance sequence in Bluffmaster, like that's in the streets. Oh, uh, when he's um, in drag? No, not the one where he's in drag. Though I do love that one. No, the one where they're like in the streets. When they're doing that thing where you yeah, yeah, human yeah. pyramid. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I think that's probably still my favorite sequence. But I mean, I love all these these floor shows that we're that we're seeing here with him and Helen. Um, and I love the way the camera is like moving around and yeah, there were some amazing how, camera moves. Like this stage is ridiculous. Yeah, like and just like what it shows you is like again, it goes into this like dream space where like this floor show is completely unrealistic. Um, but yeah, she, what is the stage? Like, yeah, a hundred square meters. Like it's gigantic. Yeah. I know Shami Kapoor is known for his dancing. I still think that we haven't quite seen enough of it. Yeah. Um, to really, or we just haven't seen enough. Um, within the era to really compare yeah. his dance style to to others, but what I've seen is it's just there's just this kind of like there's this energy, this ease with him uh, that I find really intoxicating. I really really like him. I totally understand the comparisons to Elvis. Like there's just yeah. there's there's kind of something primal about it's also. Him. But, but also comforting. Yeah. It's comforting and it feels kind of safe. Even though safe. his character is usually a huge dickhead. Yeah. But like, like Elvis to me feels a bit dangerous. Um, you and the viewers of the Ed Sullivan show in 1965 <laughs> or whatever. That's not what I mean. 1955. Maybe, maybe it's just because I know like he would actually be shitty to me. Um, Elvis? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not not great to the ladies. Yeah. You um, saw the movie about him. Whereas, like, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough about Shami Kapoor's personal life, but I like, he looks like a nice guy, right? It's also a happy accident that the Shami Kapoor films we've watched have been from the 60s, which is... Uh, we've also seen Rockstar. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. We don't want to talk about I Rockstar. I don't remember that movie very well, but it's a happy accident in that he's being styled in an era where I really like the men's fashion of that time. And I, you know, I I can appreciate the 70s stuff, but on, it's kind of gaudy. Yeah. Uh, And like, he's not like full Austin Powers or something here. He's like kind of madman, basically, Mm -hmm. is the way that he's styled in this and other films. Michael Caine. Yeah. So he's always wearing cool clothes. Yeah. And... Skinny ties and cool polos mm-hmm. and sweaters and jackets. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's lucky that the films we watched from him just came out at the time when it was just a, a time in men's fashion that I enjoy. Yeah. So that probably plays with my perception of him. Whereas, say, Raj Kapoor again, mm. 40s and 50s, those are very baggy, 
men's suits and it's just right. not it's not a look I gravitate towards mm-hmm. and also those are back in fashion whereas the 60s is out of fashion right now so it's also nice to see something different from nowadays I mean I think in general you and I are attracted to the aesthetics of the 60s I think that's she says sitting in front of our Tiki Monk collection and <laughs> all of the bamboo everywhere like yeah you think yeah yeah um, you wanted to make references or comparisons to Bond Oh, yeah. Well, the one of the main themes in this film, oh, musical yeah. themes, is basically a direct ripoff. Yeah, it sounds like Bond. Uh, Shemi's put on a very... Which I couldn't help but think about that Japanese film we watched recently. Um, yeah. Iron... Uh, Golden Eyes is the second one. Yeah. Uh, Iron Finger, I think they yeah. called it. Yeah. I think those are just names that Criterion thought up. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, kind of Bond knockoffs. There were so many of those. Yeah. A lot of them in Italy. This doesn't feel like a Bond knockoff, but the yeah, the score the score does feel Bondy. There's yeah. a scene where Shami's putting on a very important clothing item, back to clothing, mm-hmm. and yeah, like it's panning across his chest, and it is very much like. Iron Finger even has a Bond girl in it. Yeah. So what we're saying is Shami Kapoor should be the next James Bond. We'll dig up his grave and or they should some have, witchcraft. Or they should have made more Bond pastiches mm. with him in it because the mix of you know Connery Bond and then Indian filmmaking would be mm. great, I think. Yeah. I'd um, love to see Helen as a Bond girl. She would have been amazing. She would have been such a good Bond girl. There's, you know, okay. Given the author of the James Bond novels, the attitude towards India would not have been amazing. No. I think he only goes there in Octopussy, which was made in the 80s anyway. Mm-hmm. But, like, think about if Connery went to India. Yeah. And, like, Shami Kapoor would be his helper there. That would have ruled. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like, he would have fit into that world so well. Mm-hmm. Like, Tiger Tanaka in uh, um, You Only Live Twice. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, that would be the best of all possible worlds if like those two had met somehow. Do you know? Do you know what we have though? What that kind of satisfies this, 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 this itch. What Agent Vinod. Agent Vinod. Yes, and we do need to watch the original. Yes. Because that's coming out at the exact right time. Because it's sixties, I think. Is it? Either sixties or early seventies. But like, we should definitely put that on the top of our list just to see because. because the original would be a shooting the needle right there. It's seventy-seven. Oh, okay, so it's yeah. it's ten years later. But Suits I think are going to look a lot gaudier. You said Dibakar Banerjee earlier, and I just now that I think about it, no, Sri Ram Ragavan. That's yeah, it. like yeah. I mean, he's done a great job with with um, kind of with neo noir. Johnny Gadar, um, yeah, it's kind of Agent Vinod. You know, like I I I would like to see I would like to see him yeah do. But we need to watch the, the original. Take on the sixties. Yeah, we need yeah. to watch the original. Yeah. So yeah, yeah we it's, are... it's funny how nostalgia works because we're definitely in a '90s mode right now. Right. And '70s is also sort of in, mm-hmm. but '80s and '60s are kind of out. And those are your, those are the eras you like. Those are the kind of the fun eras. Yeah. I hate the '90s, and uh, as a even boy, though Ghost World is like pretty '90s. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm, I like the movie well enough. Yeah. It's It's not one of my favorites, but like. And as a Bollywood fan, I'm well-versed in the, the 1970s because mm-hmm. the 1970s were so big there mm-hmm. and kind of never went away in some senses. So, yeah. like, yeah, more 60s stuff would be ideal for me. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, we really loved both of these movies, um, and this was this was a real like this was a real joy for us. I think this were kind of these kinds of discoveries. Um, which, and again, these are discoveries for us. Like, yes. obviously these movies are well known. Um, but for us, it was such a, it was such a delight to watch them for the first time. Yeah, they're a lot um, of fun. And I think, you know, like, this is a good example of like why we do this show, why, and why, like, we love movies in general and why we are always watching movies, um, from many different eras from around the world because there's. There's so much pleasure to be had of sitting down and just having some fun with something like this. Chug a magic mine, stay awake, yes. watch a whole movie. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, they're they're both streaming. Gumnam is on Amazon Prime. T3 Menzel is on Z5. And we'd really we'd really love some more 60s and Shami Kapoor recommendations. Put it in the background of a cocktail party. <laughs> yeah. Like, it works really well for that, too, in addition to being fun movies, both of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that brings us to the end of this episode. We will be back in a couple of weeks. We were just talking and, about the 1970s, and boy... Yeah, we and got, you were talking about wanting movies that were throwbacks to past eras, and that's exactly what we're going to be doing. One of them is. Definitely. Well... The second one, the second one we'll see. You haven't seen it yet, but... Yeah, uh, because I fell asleep. We didn't have Magic Mind. Yeah, had Magic Mind been around in the house when we watched this one the first time, you would have been totally fine. Yeah. But uh, we're going to take a look at... Shah Khan's uh, two Dawn films with Fire and Akhtar. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we've seen the first one together. We just never talked about it on the show. Yeah. But uh, these are actually pretty early on in our Bollywood watching. Yeah. You just heard, like, this Shah Khan guy is pretty cool. Let's check it out. Yeah. And then, yeah, lots of fun. And I'm very excited to see what you think of the second one. These are also kind of where my enjoyment of Bowman Arani comes from. Oh, okay. Some of my first time seeing yeah. him. So. And the the original... It's Vardhan, I think, is guy's name. Vardhan. The original Amitabh Bachchan film is one of my all-time favorite Bollywood movies. Like, we have a gigantic poster <laughs> of it. We have not framed it yet, but yeah. here at Biffle HQ, we do plan to do so. And yeah. we have the soundtrack on fairly often rotation for parties. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're, we're Don heads. Yeah, so, yeah, it's time to, it's time to go back to the remakes. Yeah. Uh, so that will be our next episode. In the meantime, Matt, how can people keep with the show? At Bollywood Pod, at Matt underscore B O W E S, at E E Fraser. Uh, if you're or is fr- it Aaron E. Fraser? It's E. It's it's, um, it's Aaron E. Fraser, E R N E F R E S E R. If you're a fan of the show, please feel if you if you want to offer us some encouragement, if you want to receive a biffle point it's real we'll mail it to you um please you don't even need to go to an abandoned <laughs> island full of murderers please leave us a star rating and review on your podcatcher of choice uh, if it's not on apple send it to us yeah uh and while you're doing that you can check out my other show that i do weekly with paul matwichuk called trash art in the movies um paul lost our most recent episode so this is what two missing episodes three now? three we have three there's missing only episodes. one missing episode of biffle and it wasn't even ours yeah we were on another podcast well and they deleted it we have messed up in the past and released some episodes with questionable audio but yeah, yeah. like we've, paul- al- we've always done it but paul's lost your show <laughs> tatum there isn't a good acronym for it, really. But yeah. that, that show's been lost three times. Yeah. So, three legendary um, lost missing episodes. You'll never know what we thought about 
Ratatouille and 1970s Willard. Um, but what was the one before that? <laughs> uh, the one before. There was a bunch of movies that you watched that were new. No, but they're like, but the the matchup before that. Oh, but yeah, you. I forgot. Uh, <laughs> I forget. Oh, welcome to the Dollhouse, and um, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Talk about yeah. 90s crap. Yeah, which I, you know, if you like Ghost World, you probably like that episode. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but uh, on that show, we alternate between kind of like uh, a main matchup where we compare an art film and a trash film and um, just kind of a, a bi-weekly what have you been watching. And I'll you can say hear that, about the TV there. Yeah. And you can hear about um, Priyanka Chopra Jonas's recent theatrical release, Love Again, with Celine Dion. I so. heard it's really good. Did you? Wow. No, I lied. <laughs> you should go listen <laughs> to that episode. I, I definitely uh, didn't hear We that. also <laughs> want to thank Becca Dulkey for our artwork. Um, yeah, and thanks for, for sticking around for this fun episode. 